Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. Today I want to tell you a little bit about the cure for anxiety. This is Matthew 6. We'll turn over there and, and read a couple of things I want to share with you today before we get into that. The cure for anxiety. You know, every day, like right now, everybody, we're, that's what we hear about, the cure, 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 cure. Everybody wants a cure, vaccinations, and I swear everybody thinks they're a doctor today. Isn't that right? I mean, like, my goodness, if I've heard one thing, I've heard another. It's about what, who knows what they're doing and who's right. And, who, and I, I ask them, I said, what makes you an expert in this area? Well, I'm, you know... I'm a lawyer, I'm a mechanic, I'm a doctor. No, a doctor is who I need to go to, right? A doctor. I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to cures, anxiety, I mean, cures of ailments, sicknesses, or whatever else like this, I hate to tell you, I hate to tell you this, but if I need something fixed that's wrong with me, I'm not going to somebody who's researched on Google. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not going, is anybody else? Y'all looking at me like you're thinking about it. How about you guys online? Are y'all going to, let, let me just Google somebody. Like, what, you read it on Google? You can fix a heart valve on Google? You figured it out? Okay, I'll check you out. Come to your bedroom. You hook me up? Yeah. No, we're not doing that, are we? No. But everybody's an expert today. The funny thing to me about it is this. When you talk about a cure, a cure means that you actually have something and we're going to fix that with something else. A preventative is what we are talking about. The majority of our conversation is a vaccine. It's a preventative. When I went to South Sudan, when I grew up as a kid, man, like, it's a little different now. Don't y'all say nothing. This is a bunch of youth. You can't see from the camera. A lot of students sit over here. They're everywhere else too. But like, predominantly, they gather over here and they like to pick on me and give me these looks like I'm old. I'm not old. But when I was a kid, you didn't get all the options on the table for you like you do now. All my kids, man, they lined them up with so many vaccinations. I mean, hepatitis and all the measles and mumps and all this stuff. There's so many shots. My kids hated going to the pediatrician because they thought every time they go, they're going to get shots. But I try to explain to them, but babies, listen, when you go, they're giving you this medicine to prevent you from getting something worse. It's a short pain for a much better gain, right? So when I went to... South Sudan, I was backlogged on vaccinations. Like, man, listen, I hadn't had a tetanus shot in like 10 years or more. Guess what I got to get? Tetanus. I had never had hepatitis vaccinations. Crazy story. Another time I'll share. I had to get around to that stuff. Three shots. I mean, they go multiple arms, you know. She said, do you want to come back? You can get the, no, I'm doing it all right now. I don't want to come back to you for anything else. Knock me out now. I had to get a yellow fever vaccination. Man, I didn't even know what that was. All I know is it's bad juju. You don't want it. Give me that one too. But, I mean, I had so many shots. But why did I do it? I did it to prevent something worse than my have. I didn't want to get malaria. I didn't want the little mosquitoes in my brain start eating my brain up and let me get a little, you know, I don't want that. So I took that, right? Now, this is not a commercial for a vaccination for COVID-19, in case you're wondering. But the fact that we are all right now experts about what we should and shouldn't do about cures and vaccines, Jesus gave us a cure for anxiety. He gave us, if you have anxiety, he gave you the cure. If you don't have anxiety right now, God bless you. Uh, at some point in your life, you will. He gave you the preventative for anxiety. 
So that's what we're going to talk about in Matthew 6 today. But before we get there, I want to share with you a little, how to lay this up for you a little bit. This week, this weekend, you've heard of the Feast of Passover. This weekend is what we call the Feast of Trumpets. In your Bible, you can read about it. And I'm going to give you some more information about this. But the Feast of Trumpets is simply when they would blow the shofar, they would blow what you, you may not have ever seen one, but it looks like a ram's horn kind of thing. It's really kind of curvy and long and makes a really loud, super loud sound. I can't even make it. It's super loud. And it's to get attention. They did it for military. They did it to wake up the, the, the sleepy. You know, sometimes I wish I had one in here. Now that y'all back, sometimes y'all look at me like you're like half asleep in the mass. I like a blow your <laughs> You know, really loud like that. It kind of sounds like that, actually. But it's much, much more louder. But it's so loud. It's, it's, it's in, to get attention. It's to wake you up. It's the, hey, man, are you here? You know, kind of thing. And so the Feast of Trumpets is also tied in with the Jewish New Year. Now, I'm saying this right now because I want you to hear me. You're watching right now online, listen to me right now. You don't have to wait till January 2021 to start over. Why don't you just take this week? It's a Jewish new year. You know, I'm not a Jew. Well, hey, you know, it don't matter. Why don't you just claim a spiritual new year for yourself right now? You know, what are we waiting for anyway? Oh, once we get a vaccination, everything will be better. Well, what if it don't come for two more years? Think about that. What if it don't? We're going to sit around and mope around and be like, well, I just wish everything would be better. wish everything would be better. Well, you know, maybe it don't get better. We're we going to just mope around for another year now? I'd say just take the moment right now for what you got it for. It's a Jewish year. Why don't you start a new one right now? You know how New Year's start off? They're great. New Year's resolutions, all those kind of things. It's a, just a new year. Why not just start it? If you want more information about this, you can go to tlvbiblesociety.org. Our friends there have all kind of teaching about this, about the shofar, about the feast of trumpets, et cetera, et cetera. But the new year, they would blow these trumpets, and it was a sound of a, of a new year. It was a sound to get your attention and shouts of praise. They did times of reflection. Now, let's go out to all of us right now and think about this. I bet you, probably no one in this room, let's look at the online audience right now. No one in this room has ever done this, just only if you're watching online, right? All of us, since March of 2020, have probably said, done, or acted in a way that probably isn't the most reflective of our faith. Let's just be honest. In case you didn't hear that, was small chitter-chatter laughter in here. Come on, we know, right? Anybody said something or wish they could take something back since March of 2020 besides me? Am I the only one honest enough to raise their hand in the room? Anybody online willing to raise your hands? Like, yeah, I probably could do the new, this is what the Jewish New Year is, is for, is to take a time, because next week is the Day of Atonement in their calendar. So it gives you, you time to reflect and ask yourself, is this really how I want my year to continue on? Do I want to make some changes? Do I want to make some adjustments right now? And whenever we allow the world to consume us, it always brings Worry, anxiety, and stress. Always. It doesn't matter what it is. Elections are coming up. We'll talk about that later. Another Sunday, okay? I'm telling you right now, if we do not get a handle on our emotions, we are allowing this world to drive us, and it is much bigger than a mask. We are worked up over everything that's going on. But in allowing our emotions to be in check, the world is driving us. And it's not a mask. 
masks. We are more passionate about masks than we are about souls. Nobody wants to, okay, okay, that's cool. We'll move on. The world, though, brings anxiety, stress, and worry. Is it not true? It's a part of your life. A part of your life, if you're watching online, listen, you have adrenaline, you have cortisol. Adrenaline is like a sprint. It gives you that momentary boost. I can get through this, right? No, I, yeah, I can still, I can move. My kids think they can't, they can't run me. But a cortisol is like to get you through a marathon. So sprint is like that adrenaline rush. It's like, I'm going to, you know, man, you've heard of these stories where people are trapped and pinned under something. It's somebody just like the superhuman strength almost like, you know, the Hulk or something. They just pick up the back end of a car and they get out. That's adrenaline. It just happens so fast. And, but you can't operate in adrenaline all day long. Cortisol is something that helps you. It's like a marathon. You can run a marathon, but you can't run multiple marathons in a row. Like back to back, back to back, back to back. You have to have some downtime to recover from that marathon before you take on another one. These are normal, God-created hormones within you. But if they get all out of whack, you can't live on adrenaline and you can't live on cortisol. So you've got to examine where you are because God gives us all little warning signs, little flashers, little, little dashboard icons, if you will, to let you know, hey, the, these things are out of whack. So this is why when someone just simply says to you, like, hey, do you mind, excuse me, as I come through the grocery, and you think about taking the bag of sugar out of the cart and just smacking them in the head. Why did I think about that? I don't know why I would think something like that. I'm going to tell you why. Because you're stressed out. Like, no, I wasn't thinking about the sugar. I was thinking about like a bottle of you know, Western oil. I was going to smell, anoint them in Jesus' name. Just Why do you do that? Because you are amped out, man. Stressed. Get bananas over stuff that doesn't really matter. It's because either adrenaline, you're living on adrenaline, or you're running on cord. But one of the two... They're temporary. They're not meant for long term. God wants you to live more in the kingdom than in the world. Now, when I say that, last week I talked to you a little bit about from the areas of money. Jesus said you can't serve both God and money. When he refers to lordship, he talks about God. He is Elohim. He is the Lord God. You cannot serve something else and serve God. But when he talks about you and your need, when he talks about the compassion towards you as a human, Jesus refers to the Father. I think it's very interesting. So let's look at this. Matthew chapter 6. All right, this is Matthew 6, verse 25. Remember, it's the Jewish New Year. We'll just take advantage of it. Examine ourselves right now. Just think about some things that are going on. Why not just start a new year now? Why, why wait till January? Matthew 6, 25 says this. Jesus says... For this reason I say unto you, he's continuing from, like what I preached last week, Jesus went all day long. He's just continuing on right now. For this reason, he's referring to money, but he switches gears on how he talks about it. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you're going to put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And then Jesus says something, again, this is Jesus Christ, all right? This is not a theologian. This is not a commentary. This is your Lord. And I know what people think when they read this. They think, because I've said this before, and people think, this is goofy. I'm just telling you, I didn't say this. Jesus did. Jesus Christ said, look at the birds of the air. Before we go any further, 
if you've never just paused for five minutes and watched some birds, I know it sounds crazy, but there's a reason why he did this. Because if all you've watched is CNN and all the craziness that's going on out there right now, or your favorite network, I don't care which one they are, we're all going to blow up, you know, this is the end of the world. Then you need to get a new perspective. Get your eyes on something else. Look at some nature, right? Jesus said, look at the birds. Watch them. He said, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns. And yet, watch this, what he says, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? And these birds, you know, you've seen these little birds peck around at stuff outside. I mean, they're just... You look at the thing they're pecking at, and you go, what? What are they eating right there? I can't even see anything. They find little things. They, pe- they eat off the ground. They don't have plates. They don't wash their little, you know, paws or whatever. They have their little feet things. They don't wash their beak. No, they just eat, whatever. And the Bible says your father takes care of them. Sparrows, little minuscule little birds. How much more does he care for you? How much more valuable are you than birds to God? Interesting enough, here's what he says. Listen. They can't sow, they can't reap, they can't gather. Gather means store or, you know, put up, invest. Again, like I said last week, don't mistake what Jesus is saying here. There's nothing wrong with investing, storing, and and putting up for your future. What he's saying is just don't store treasures in this earth that's just going to be consumed upon yourself. You understand what I'm saying? A bird can't sow. You ever seen a bird plant? Seriously, I'm not being funny. I'm have you ever seen a bird go out in the farm with a couple other birds and go, all right, I'm going to plant some corn. Y'all boys plant the okra. We'll plant. No, birds don't do that. What do birds do? They just fly in and eat it. You ever seen a bird gather? No. They don't harvest. They don't do any of these. God's saying, listen, why do you contrast that to you? You can sow. You can harvest. And you can gather. Those three things right there separate us from the animal kingdom alone. You actually can do something. Your brain is given to you by God to actually do something with it, not to sit around and worry all day long, but to sow, to reap, and to gather. You understand what I'm saying? You can do those things. A bird can't. Then he goes on further. He says, your heavenly father, he says, they're much more valuable. You're much more valuable than they are. And who of you being by worried can add a single hour to his life? If you worry, you're not going to gain another you know, year. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory clothed themselves like one of these. So toil and spin, it means they work hard. That word toil means work hard. Spin means to sew. It means to be creative. If you, you know, if you ever watched anybody sew some clothing, it's a creative process. My grandmother can sew. I don't know how she does. Like, I look at it and go, Okay, you cut this, cut that. Now, how's that pattern work? I would have never thought a shirt would have come out of that, but she can. She was so close for me when I was a kid, make stuff for me. That's creativity. You can work hard and you can be creative. But watch this. The ability to plant, the ability to reap, the ability to invest and be smart and wise for your future, the ability to work hard and the ability to be creative all comes to a standstill when you allow worry to get the best of you. Is it not true? Of course it's true. Thank you, Pastor Jody. Amen, brother. You're right. Preach it. All right, I will. Thank you very much. That's all right. Y'all going to be quiet. That's okay. I'll preach to myself. I don't care. Because you know what? I know I, this is better than what you think it is right now. When you leave here, you're going to get the car and go, you know, he's kind of right. Look at those birds. Them rascals ain't doing nothing. They're hanging on the power line. They're stupid. What's wrong with the bird? Why are they giving them the power line? I don't know. But God apparently keeps them from 
He cares way more for me. I got enough sense not to climb up on a power line. God gave you that ability to work hard, man. That's why the Bible says a lazy person doesn't get anything. You're going to have to work hard in this life. You're going to have to be creative in this life. You're going to have to plant, sow, and reap, and store, and prepare prepare for the future in this life. A bird can't do any of that. God, without even praying, because the the Bible says the just and the unjust both receive the rain from the heaven. Without even praying, those things can be done. Because God gave you that ability. But worry and stress will steal every one of those from you. So, again, how do we cure this then? Well, Jesus gave us the the, the context of this in this verse of Scripture, and we're going to read it and listen to what he says. Do not worry them. Verse 31. Let me back up to verse 30. So if God so, so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? And then he says, oh, you have little faith. You know, thanks, Jesus. Verse 31. Do not worry then by saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? Now, you can insert anything else you want to right there from March of 2020 that you've seen and heard because it'll all apply. Verse 32, because this is where the real kicker comes in for believers. If you're a Christian, then hear my voice right here. If you're not a believer, then listen, your heavenly Father wants you to come to Christ and he wants to love you and care for you just like anyone else that he is in the family. For the Gentiles are unbelievers Verse 32, eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. God is not sitting up in heaven going like, well, I hate it for you. You know, I know you're kind of like stuck up in your house. You can't do stuff, can't go. I get it. You know, No, he knows you need things. He says, though, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Do not worry about tomorrow. Or tomorrow will care for itself. One translation says it like this. This one says each day has enough trouble of its own. One says it like this, man. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Tomorrow, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough stuff. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that true? You got enough stuff for today. You don't need to put tomorrow onto your plate. Today is enough. Jesus said, watch this, seek first the kingdom. What does that mean? It means God's way of doing things. The cure or the vaccination, if you will, the preventative. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Now, from 2020 of March till right now, if all we've done is just filled our minds with what the world says, listen to what the Bible says. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by, watch this, the renewing of your mind, so that you might prove what the will of God is that is good and acceptable and perfect. It's renewing of your mind. And that starts right here. And I know you think, Pastor Jody, you preached, you went through all that, and that's all you're going to tell me? See, that's the problem. That is the problem. We don't think this is enough. We think that this is for a five-minute devotion. We think that this is for a little Jesus fix me. And this isn't really about Jesus fixing you. 
This is about renewing our minds to think like the kingdom thinks. So when I read in the Bible, when it tells me some of the things we were just worshiping God with about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I see about these three guys walking through a fiery furnace. It sounds like something off of like a Disney movie or whatever. These guys walking through the fire, and then the guy says, wait a minute. I thought we put three. He's counting them. One, two, three. Who's the fourth guy? Oh, man. That ought to... Man, when you think about that, you think about it. When I'm going through stuff, when I'm going through a fire, Jesus, he's right there with me. Like he's in the middle of the fire with me right about now. I don't care what you're going through. I what you're looking at. Your stuff might be worse than mine. Maybe mine's worse than yours. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not worried because your stuff ain't going to help me feel better about me. I got to know that he's with me. He never left me, nor did he ever forsake me. But see, we don't say that. We say, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. This COVID thing. It's got, hey, listen, man, there's been stuff 100 years ago that's worse than this. We've come across much worse than this right here. Don't let it get the best of you. You've got to get the best of it. You've got to understand that the Lord says he's with you. Go back and read Psalm 91 if you need to. Or whatever. But, man, trust in the Lord, not in the world. But if all we're going to do is feed ourselves what the world said, the world said, the world said, oh, no, no, no. Oh, man, we've got to have a new justice now. We've got to get all upset about this. Oh, we've we got to get the right men off. Oh, oh we're still in the and God says, hey, wake up. What about me? What happened to the kingdom of God? What happened to you serving me, not this world? Because this world is temporary. When you leave out of here, man, you're going to be leaving here on a jet plane and coming. What do you think is going to happen when you get to heaven? Do you think he's going to have all this chaos there? No. And he's saying right now, seek first my kingdom. My kingdom is peaceful. Peace in my kingdom. But I'm going to tell you something right now. No one likes to hear this. This is the gospel truth, though. There is no peace without opposition. I don't know where we got off from thinking this. And I'm going to wrap up with this last little verse right here for you. But I don't know where we got off thinking as believers that we were just going to walk through life with no problems. Like Jesus just kind of carries me in this arm and this arm and I just float. Through life. Like I floated into Starbucks, I floated into the church, and I floated into my little seat. And like, Jesus, everything is just wonderful. You know, like everything, my car never breaks down, my house never leaks, my dogs never bite anybody. All, we think everything's going to just be great. I wouldn't say your cat never scratched anybody, but you shouldn't have a cat anyway. So anyway, <clears throat> all these things we think. But the problem is this. We pray, we worship, we sing about it all the day long. We talk, oh, Jesus is my peace. He's my victory. He's all, well, if he's all of that, then what do you think's going on in your life then? If he's going to be your victory, then you must have some kind of opposition. If he's going to be my peace, then I must not be so peaceful right now. Why else would you need him for all those things? But see, we want as believers to have just like nothing. It's like this bubble around us. You think a mask is something. We want to be like bubble boy. Walk through the streets and everywhere and nothing even touches us. We're like immune to everything. Like Jesus' aura is all over us. We exude this like lightning bolts or something. They just walk by us like, whoa, look at them. They're just, everything's perfect. Y'all know that ain't true? That's not true at all. Listen to what Jesus says in John 14, 27 though. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives. The world's going to give you a vaccination. 
if you want it. Is that really going to fix us? This can get you over this hurdle. Listen, I've been to other parts of the world. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is nothing. It's, con- it's communicable. It's got a, you know, whatever, contagious. Thing. Yeah, I got all that. But I'm telling you, I've been to other parts of the world, and I've seen worse. We have family members in our church right now going through worse. And I'm not diminishing this because I understand. I've had people in our church go through this too. This is bad. But I'm just telling you, there are other things in the world that are worse than this. But the Bible says, Jesus says, I give you my peace, not as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be fearful. How will you stop fear, worry, anxiety, all these things that come through our minds? And don't think for a minute, I haven't had them. Listen, man, if you think that this has been easy, like, please. I'm preaching to me as much as I'm preaching to you right now. If you think right now, watching online, you think, man, Pastor Joe's probably got it made. No, I don't. No, I really don't. It's been an interesting season for all of us. We all have stories we could share. But I'm going to tell you right now, new year, don't wait for January 2021. This is a new year. Maybe a Jewish new year, so what? Take it. Run with it. Renew your mind. Stop right now before we get any further in this crazy season we're in. Don't let the world pull you in to its twilight zone any further. Renew your mind with God's word. This is what's powerful. This is what's sharper than any two-edged sword. This is beautiful. Available. It has the ability to divide between soul, the mind, will, and emotions, and spirit. It means that when you read this, this word is alive. And I know people think, well, no, I, wish, I wish God just fixed it. He's going to fix it. But we've got to renew our minds. Jesus, the cure for anxiety. Why was Jesus not worried? And he's falling asleep on a boat and it's sinking. The disciples, Jesus, Jesus, we're perishing. We're perishing. What are you going to do? And Jesus says, like, how'd you wake me up? Like, I didn't even need an ambient. I, I went to sleep just fine. I didn't need anything. I was sleeping, minding my business in the whole of this ship. Why did you wake me up? Oh, ye of little faith. And you know the disciples had to think. Because they said it. What? God, this guy's different. He didn't let a storm get him out of quack. He didn't let the Pharisees, the political regime of the day. He didn't let the oppression of the Romans. He didn't let the, the, the zealots pull him into some political war. He didn't. Do, no, Jesus just walked steady. Because he was the word incarnate. This right here. It will help. You've got to renew your mind, though, to this. And do stuff that, read stuff that's going to help you. Don't read stuff that's going to freak you out. Don't listen to people scaring the daylights out. You're talking about Jesus, come back next year. Listen, come on, man. We done been on this road enough. Trust the peace of God. Get something that's going to feed you and strengthen you. Don't listen to people scare the daylights out of you. Got enough things scaring me. I don't need preachers scaring me, too. Hey, listen, let me pray for you before we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you that today, Lord, as we, around the world, especially in Israel, Lord, is celebrating the new year, Lord, the Feast of Trumpets, God, a new year for your people. I pray in the name of Jesus that everybody in this room and everyone listening online right now will take an opportunity to actually examine 
from March 2020 to now. Take a moment to reflect and ask ourselves, man, listen, I, I don't want any more of this. I'm going to take a new year. I'm going I'm to renew my mind. I'm going to start over with a brand new year starting right now. Before any other crazy thing comes down this road, I am starting a new year, and I'm going to renew my mind with the Word. I'm not going to renew my mind with the world. There's enough of that happening. i got to change the way I think by reading God's Word and trusting that it's alive. It's going to do something. It's going to change me in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray if there's anybody watching or listening right now, there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you, I pray today that they would turn to you and give their lives to you. So just right there with your eyes closed and those of you online right now as well, just want you to pray this prayer. You can pray it in any way you want, just as something follow along with me in some way like this. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. That's why we pray this prayer in the manner that we do. So if you don't know Christ, I want you just to pray this in some way like this. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today. I give you my life, Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day. I believe that you sit at the right hand of God. You always intercede, Lord. And I I turn to you today and I give you my life. I make you the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. I make you my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray and I give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you. Would you give them a hand right now, church? Let them know online how much you proud of them for praying that prayer. And listen, on the screens right there, as well as in this room right here, there's something called connect.cornerstonerome.com. We don't have any paper products for you in here. It sounds pretty like you know, some kind of Amway stuff or whatever, but we don't have any paper that you can write on necessarily, but if you'll fill this out for us, connect.cornerstonerome.com. We just want to help you get started walking with Christ, give you some materials. Some of our pastors want to pray with you and help you get started walking with Jesus. Before we go, we always want to speak this blessing over you. And again, renew your mind with the Word of God. Believe this. So, well, man, I hadn't seen any of this blessing. Well, believe it right now. It's a new year. It's a new year. Why not take it right now? But Numbers chapter 6 and verse 24, it says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, that is our prayer for you, man. God bless you guys so much. You're dismissed. We'll see you next time. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.